Hello everybody, this is Jamie Buckley with Life of Fiction, and this is episode 3. And I am so... (sighs) I feel like I'm getting back into the groove. I'm writing, I am on schedule, uh, it's funny, I know that I've mentioned this time and time again, but I'm not an organized individual. The fact that I actually went to Walmart and bought myself a planner is a huge, (laughs) it's a huge deal. Um, my wife is still impressed. I like impressing my wife. Um, the wonderful thing with getting back into writing And this flow is, I'm feeling that draw towards Wanted Hero again. Feeling that draw towards Wendell and these adventures. And I I know that I haven't posted those chapters yet. We're getting there. We are still going through uh, posting the chapters for the Demoni Van Keel, which has been uh, edited and added to and being re-released on uh, lifeoffiction.com over on Substack. So if you'd like to see those, um, you can join us over there at lifeoffiction.com. But we are getting to that point where I'm going to start picking up the pace and rewriting these novels, these wonderful, wonderful stories. Well, that I think they're wonderful. I, I enjoyed writing them for my kids and my grandkids. And for my fans. And if you've read the stories that I've released over there when I started my Substack, I I I revealed why I broke last year. Some things that just led up to just kind of giving up the ghost when it comes to writing, at least for a while. It took me a whole year to put my brain and my heart back in order and to realize, you know what, I am a storyteller. Am I a New York Times bestseller? No, and I frankly don't care about that. That's not one of the things that I pursue. But what I am interested in is telling a good story and creating characters and adventures for readers to enjoy themselves and to take them on a little discovery, uh, uh, an internal... Hmm, I don't want to make this sound too complicated. Um, I like... Stories that have value. I like stories that teach us things or that allow us to discover things. That's probably a better way to put it because I don't believe in encroaching upon other people. I'm not here to say, you need to do this and this and this. Uh, That's not what I do. It's not what I do in parenting. It's not what I do with my friends. Um, I just try to be bold, blunt, and a catalyst in my life. And that's what I try to do with the stories. I want to create magic and wonder and to take you on an incredible ride so you can you can discover whatever it is that you need or should discover in these stories. But to share those little pieces of my imagination and my soul. Um... Gosh, I'm sounding a little bit philosophical here. I didn't mean to do that. I, I want to have fun. And this is mainly all started 
when my wife and I started having children. And I, I just wanted to create stories of value for my kids. That's pretty much it. And the more that I wrote, the more that I created, starting with comic books and stories that I would tell them at bedtime by candlelight, um, it just kind of grew. I just realized I, I really like doing this. I really like telling stories and shaping worlds. I really enjoy world building, which is why I love World Anvil's summer camp so much. And again, this week, I, I wanted to let you know I, I'm on track, which is awesome. Who knows if I'll still finish all the 30-plus the prompts for Diamond, but... Eh, we'll see. I still have a little bit of time. But the one article that I wanted to uh, to bring up to you was uh, one of the prompts, which was about law. And this is something that uh, I don't want to create. It. I don't. I don't want to give you a spoiler. Let's just say it's called the Law of Dominion, and it has to do in the wanted hero world. And the tagline is, even among the dogs, there is an order to evil. And I did this on a post earlier on Life of Fiction. But I thought it might be fun just for, even if this is a shorter uh, shorter podcast, I wanted to read it to you, if that's okay with you. I love this. one of my favorite parts of the stories that have been written so far. And I just, I really enjoy it. And I wanted to read it to you. So here we go. It is the hunger for power that tempts men to reach beyond their bounds. The insatiable desire to control another. Placing the weak underfoot to abuse and neglect according to their whim. This is the perverted lust of all such beings. But even among the dogs, there is an order to evil. The Law of Dominion, a fight for the right to lead, a fight to the death. Thule looked at the stoic faces of the six behind Gorak. It required six to second the challenge. Should Thule fall, any of the six could take his place and finish Gorak, claiming the title for his own. It was a cowardly way of taking control. The six would face punishment for their betrayal if Gorak lost. Such was the law. Thule's grin stretched wider. He would soon need such a sacrifice. It would be a pity to waste so much blood. They were powerful warriors, fearless. Thule regained his composure long enough to realize the cost. Before him were masterpieces of death and havoc. The battlefield would soon feel the loss of these powerful animals. He shook the momentary weakness from his mind. They had issued the challenge. They had made the error in stepping beyond their place and reached for what did not belong to them. No, they shall pay most painfully for their grasp at power. Their blood would serve another purpose. You command us to run when we should fight, spat Gorak. His muscular body heaved with rage. He paced as he spoke, a giant cat hungry for the hunt. There are villages to destroy, slaves for our bounty and women for our beds. Instead, you run like a whelp and hide like a worm. 
Thule's slave stumbled into view, his arms wrapped around the folded black cloth of the tent. He stopped, eyes darting between the challenger and his master, and dropped the supplies. Running to Thule's side, the slave quickly removed the chainmail and wrist guards. The law demanded the opponents engage in combat without encumbrance or protection. Might against might, skill against skill. The armor fell to the dirt, revealing Thule's perfectly chiseled torso. His skin was riddled with the scars of war, ancient symbols tattooed on his flesh. Gorak threw his chainmail to the ground. Large veins pumped adrenaline-tainted blood through the monolith. It is my time to lead, Thule, he roared. The dead cannot lead, Thule answered coolly. He held the challenger's gaze unblinking as he unstrapped his sword. He handed it to the slave. Take up your sword and fight me! Gorak bellowed, beating upon his chest with an anvil-sized fist. I will cut you down, coward! Thule entered the forming circle of giants. Supplies were cast aside, horses left roped, and tents unpitched. The camp gathered in silence. Thule tilted his head forward, enough for his naked brows to cast a shadow over his eyes. His lips curled back to reveal his sharpened canine teeth. Lightly tapping the hilt of the small knife tucked into his belt, he said, This will be enough. A howling wind cut through the camp, biting flesh, cloth, and plate. An eagle passed high overhead and shrieked. Gorak lunged across the circle, swinging the chilled blade of steel. Thule hardly blinked before the gap between them closed, his one good eye catching the blur of movement. Instinctively, he threw his shoulders back and felt the hum of metal slice the air near his face. Snowflakes spun in its wake. Gorak was indeed fast. Twisting at the hips, Thule dodged a second attack, a blade thrust, allowing it to extend past his chest. He waited for the body to follow. Dropping towards his outside knee, Thule reversed his direction, allowing gravity to increase his momentum. Opening his hand, he struck the giant's windpipe with such force the challenger's mouth flew open with a reverberating pop. Gorak's head and shoulders stopped as his abdomen and legs continued their forward momentum. In an instant, the beast was prone on his back, unable to inhale. Giving up so soon, Gorak, taunted Thule. I expected more. Using the heel of his boot, he stepped on the giant's unprotected fingers, grinding them into the snow and gravel. Hacking, the challenger snatched his hand back and rolled to his side. Pushing off his good hand, Gorak got to his feet, broken fingers clawing at his throat. Thule's grin was unmistakable. A leader must know when to move. Upon the utterance of that last word, Gorak launched a muscular leg to kick Thule's midsection. Sliding his right side forward, Thule twisted once more. Letting the leg pass by, he scooped the calf with one arm and simultaneously delivered an elbow strike just above the kneecap with the other. There was a loud crunching sound. Gagging, 
Gorak tried uselessly to yell in pain, his body falling to the ground. Thule watched the pathetic spectacle drag itself through the mud towards the fallen sword. A leader must know when to strike. Forcing himself up onto his good knee, Gorak grabbed his sword and swung desperately in a backwards arc behind him. The motion was slow and clumsy. Thule easily ducked under the attack. Snatching the small rune blade from his belt, Thule stabbed Gorak's forearm and ran the knife up the Valen's arm in one continuous motion. Melting skin like butter, the blade opened the flesh wide from wrist to shoulder. Dropping the sword, Gorak's broken fingers went from throat to arm, black blood cascading to the ground. Eyes bulging from exertion and lack of air, he wavered. Purple veins protruded from his neck and forehead, saliva and foam bubbling through clenched teeth. Thule slid behind his challenger and whispered in his ear. Most importantly, Gorak, a leader must be the darkest animal of all. Without hesitating, Thule sank his teeth into the giant's neck. With a sharp twist of his head, flesh, muscle, and the carotid artery tore free. Gorak slumped into the soil, shuddering and twitching. Thick streams of blood pumped across the ground, seeping through the snow like oil. Thule, arms held away from his body, he stood poised, ready for action. He waited for the seconds in the circle to break the law of dominion. Waiting, hoping. His eyes peered from the shadows of his brow. Weaklings. Slowly he opened his mouth and let the hot flesh drop from his teeth. Sheathing the small blade, Thule wiped the blood from his face with his forearm. Motioning to a nearby Taku, it bowed low. Yes, my lord, it hissed. What is thy command? Thule nodded to the enforcers standing at the ready. The elite soldiers knocked the traitors onto their bellies, binding them with chains. Thule looked back at the snake-headed Mago. Prepare the tent and see that all things are prepared for the ritual. He looked at the six Valen traitors and grinned. We just found our volunteers. Oh, there you go. That is the Law of Dominion. And uh, I hope you like that. I hope this turns out. I, I was trying to read that and do the video, and it's, it's, it's a bit more challenging trying to do audio when I know that I also have to uh, take into account where my face is, face is on the screen. So maybe this won't work out. Maybe it'll just be audio. I don't know. But I sure hope you enjoyed that. I'd like to do more of that and read you the stories that I write for you guys. And Fantasy is awesome. I love writing. I love making these stories for you guys. I hope that this will encourage you to come over to lifeoffiction.com and sign up. Be a subscriber. It doesn't cost you a penny to do it. And free does not mean leftovers, by the way. We have a lot of fun over there. And I'd like to see that grow. And if you have a desire that you want to get the premium content, guess what? You do not have to pay a penny for it if you're willing to shout out and share and all that. Because you can actually earn memberships. I think that's cool. I don't know what everyone thinks so far. 
I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out, but we have that option there. So anyway, you have a wonderful week. We will see you again next time. And remember, you are more than you think you are.